Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. I was a little sad because I found out that the king of reggaeton is retiring. Daddy Yankee announced. Oh. He's La done. gasolina is uh, gone. Well, it's too expensive. Like <laughs> it is expensive as we keep talking about it. But he is 45 and he announced that he's going to be saying um, goodbye with a tour. A lot of people are not, you know, buying it, though. They're saying, oh, you think gimmick. it's like a Jay-Z thing where he's like retiring, yeah. but then unretires. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like Daddy Yankee doesn't need a gimmick to sell his tickets. I've been to his concerts. He's amazing. He puts he on is. his show. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, but he's young, 45. I feel like that's really young to retire. Cap, yeah. do you know, do you know like Asolina song or no? I, if you played it for me, I might go, yeah, I know it. But as of right now, the way you're saying it, and by the way, calling him Daddy Yankee, I don't know who that is. Shut okay. up. It goes, no. Viva <laughs> Gasolina. Like, you'd know Viva it. Gasolina. You definitely would know it. All right, play it and I might know it. But let me there tell you go. something. Uh, all right, I've heard this song. You don't know who Daddy Yankee is? Like, do he's not. been around forever, dude. No, no, do no, not no, know you who Daddy do. Yankee is. I don't. <sighs> you do. You know this song. You know Daddy yeah. Yankee. But I didn't know it was Daddy Yankee. Have you heard Despacito? <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Despacito, you've known that song. Cap, that huh? was like Despacito, the most. <laughs> why don't you come to your senses? <laughs> you've been out riding fences. You're so stupid. Is that, that's the Eagles. <laughs> what is that? Desperado. That's Desperado, you dummy. Oh. You know this song. Oh, yeah. I love this song. That was like the most played song on YouTube ever in history. I love right. this song. I didn't That's know this Daddy was Yankee. Daddy Yankee. It I features Daddy Yankee. Yeah. I did not know this was Daddy Yankee. Yeah. I mean, he's featured. Yes, yes. Well, he is. He's one of the people yeah. on, the, on the track. Yeah. Oh, I love this song. Yeah. So I'm with you, Laura, or at least I'm with the, the crew of people that does not believe that Daddy Yankee's retiring. I believe... <laughs> That at 45 You don't even years, know him, but you don't believe that he's No, retired. I don't believe him. No, I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, ever since Tom Brady, the whole Trump, Tom Brady thing, he's never going to believe anyone. Well, is the that, come on, guys. When you're 45 <laughs> years old, right, and you tour the world as a as a But he's been touring star, as an artist for like 25 ever, years yeah. or longer. Oh, I know? got it. I got it. But then, you see, if you're retiring, you just go, hey, listen, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going out on the road anymore. But the retiring, the, oh, I'm going out on my retirement tour. That, to me, tells me that at 45 years old, you're not really, really retiring. Cap, I'm with you. I, I think that most artists, like, you don't hear of artists, like, announcing they're retiring, right? Like, when people get to a certain age, like, they never officially, like, I'm making the announcement, I'm retiring as a musician. Like, you don't really ever, like, retire, right? I don't think so. I mean, hey, listen, what's the guy's name? Garth Brooks. You guys know who Garth Brooks yes, is? Yes, love Garth Brooks. Here? Okay, so remember a few years ago, Garth Brooks, like, said, I'm retired. And now he's back out playing stadiums. So it's like you may retire for like five years and just chill out, rest your brain, rest your voice, live the good life. But the likelihood that you're done, done, I mean, you don't have you, you could be 65. 70, look, Mick Jagger's still doing it. How old's Mick Jagger? 75. So I'm not buying Daddy Yankee, even though I don't know who he is.
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Laura, can you say Daddy Yankee? Daddy Yankee. No, you were saying it differently. You were saying Daddy, Daddy Yankee. Yankee. Daddy, Daddy Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. El Gangri. Yeah. Yankee. It just okay. depends. Yeah. English, Spanish. I know. I know. Yeah. I anglicized Yankees. His name is Ramon. Razor Ramon? Ramon. Mm. R.I.P. Razor Ramon. Damn right. <laughs> Hashtag R.I.P. That's right. All right, George. Where were you? Get us back on track here, George. Don't let us don't, don't let us do this, George. Come on. It's okay. Um, so you said, Scott Kaplan, you were yes, one sir. of many people, but you were out in front of this take before a lot of people, mm-hmm. that no one is afraid of the Lakers. Right. Now, we talked about this earlier in the show. DJ Augustine has been a nice little addition. Winion Gabriel's been a nice little addition. You, you're giving LeBron some outlets of, of guys. Now, it's crazy that those two guys basically off off the street, right? Like, they weren't they weren't playing um, anywhere. I mean, they were playing on other teams earlier this season, but at the when the Lakers acquired them, they were basically free agents. Um, and then, you know, you say the same thing about Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves is undrafted free agent, Malik Monk was a minimum player. You know, outside of LeBron, Melo, and Westbrook has been up and down, but, you know, we'll include him here. Those other five guys I just mentioned yeah. have been good fits for them, as mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Now, all you need is good fits around LeBron James, I think, still. When Gabriel defends, Augustine doesn't defend. But Austin Reeves defends. Yeah, he does shoot, for sure. He spaces the floor. Austin Reeves defends. So when Gabriel defends. And, you know, Russ is a little more free because there's more space on the floor. Right, because those guys shoot a little bit, particularly Augustine if they've shared the floor together. It, it cuts down on some of the turnovers from Russ because Augustine can handle some. Are they finding a situ? Are you finding themselves, or are they finding themselves? Pardon me, in a situation where, as you mentioned, teams were not afraid of them, but now, now, they're at least respectable. You have to respect them if you play them. Nope. Oh, okay. No, that. no, no. Not yet. I mean, maybe, maybe if the Lakers got Anthony Davis back and he proved that he could stay on the floor consistently and LeBron continues on this insane pace. I mean, what he's done in the last three games, 38, 11 and 12 last night, 38, 10 and 6 against Washington and 36, 9 and 7 against Toronto. It, and and prior to that, it was like the 56-point night, the 50-point night. LeBron has been on fire. So if you had Anthony Davis back and you had LeBron on this kind of roll and you had Russ hitting a clutch shot for the first time all year, maybe some other teams would start to respect, hey, look, it, it's still LeBron and it's still Russ and it's still Anthony Davis and Anthony's healthy. So, okay, you know what, we'll respect them. But until they do something more than just winning two road games or winning two out of three, the fear factor, and I would say the respect factor for LeBron in particular, on the floor, is gone. Now, it could be it could be brought back, but right now for this year, too many young guys have punked this Laker team. There's been no respect and no fear. Right, but I'm saying is, I think that they looked pretty good these last three games. Granted, they went 2-1. and one. They should have won all three, in my estimation. They blew that game against the Wizards. It was a terrible loss. 
it felt much like the losses you're talking about. But I thought they played really well against Cleveland. And I, honestly, I, I thought that they played pretty well against Toronto, too, in that game. So they have played pretty damn well on this road trip. Lindsay, are you not going to come out here today and tell us who was not available last night for the Cavaliers and how different this game might have been no, had because, they had their full complement? No, because I, like I said, I texted, I texted my brother-in-law who went to the game with my nephew and said, I don't expect the Cavs to win because LeBron, every time he goes back to Cleveland, he puts on a show. So he's probably going to go for 50. That's literally what I said. And I said, best case scenario, he puts on a show and they have a good game and the Cavs win. But I was not expecting it whatsoever. That but I mean, they beat, the, they, beat a full, they beat a full Toronto squad in Toronto. That's a tough place to win a game. I will yep. say Jared Allen, their all-star center, is out with a broken finger. That's just what saying. I was yeah, looking for. There you go. I was setting you up for that. I mean, I was trying to send you, you know, a little alley-oop there. Right. But, you but, know, I mean, listen, it, it was, I mean, Anthony was, Davis isn't playing. Like, what, is, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, that is true. Guys but, are I mean, missing. But, but do we expect Anthony Davis to play? I mean, it's been I mean, two years. He expects to play before the end of the season. Mm. Well, uh, while he's working on his injuries, got to work on that shot, too. I saw those pregame shots that were air balls. What, all of a sudden and, you're like a shooting coach now but, in the NBA? Uh, no, no, oh. a scout. A <laughs> little different. A little different. I'm not telling him how to improve it. I'm just scouting the situation. Okay. Okay. I mean, look. He did have a lot of air balls. He's not lying. I mean, I watched his pregame footage yesterday, and I'm like, I like to see him out there. I like to see him wearing sneakers and, and at least touching the ball and making some moves. But, dude, I mean, there's nobody on you. You're shooting against Eric. You're an NBA star. You Come on, man. Knock down some mid-rangers here. So scouting, not coaching, George. A little different. Okay. A little right, nuance to it. So, anyway. Yeah. You, you don't buy it. On the Lakers. Well, no, because look, here's the thing about last night's game. Lindsey brings it up. You know, LeBron goes back to Cleveland. LeBron talked about it after the game. Friends, family, everybody's there for the game. So he's going to bring his A game, and he's been bringing his A game. I actually thought, and what made it sort of fun last night, was I thought these young kids from Cleveland were going to give it just everything they had because of the comments during the All-Star game where LeBron was like, yeah, I may go back to Cleveland. And the players from Cleveland were like, yeah, we're trying to blaze our own trail here. We don't really need that. And so I figured, man, these kids from Cleveland, they're going to do everything they can to win this game. And the Lakers came out hot, and then Cleveland got real hot, and then it was a close game, and then the Lakers pulled away. So, I, th- I think the young kids in Cleveland got caught, like, staring at LeBron. Like, that's what I think. Like, like wow. Like, they were in awe of him. That's what I think. You mean the, this, the ones that were staring at him like Kevin Love when, when LeBron no, was flying oh through the Oh, my God. That was, that was amazing. Kevin Love was like, I mean, he just called it quits for the season. After <laughs> LeBron was like, I hope I'm still invited to your wedding, man. Dude, did you see where LeBron's knee was? It was like over Kevin Love's forehead. Yeah. And Kevin Love's like 6'9", you know? Yeah. Big man, game. oh, man. That was yeah. incredible. It was incredible. He still got uh, springs, as Michael Thompson said in the uh, during the game. Yeah, but I but George back to the original question, which is, yeah. do you think that all of a sudden because the Lakers have won two out of three and you're right, they won a good game in Toronto. They could have won, should have won in Washington, and they did win in Cleveland where there's a lot of emotion. Does that all of a sudden make the Lakers now again like real contenders do, do, do today? We think completely. Well, differently. no, what? No, they're not a contender. I just don't think that. Like I literally was telling you the other day, like they're going to get wiped if they play Phoenix. Okay. I don't know if that's the case. Like I, I, I need. They may still lose the series, but I, I feel. If I was assigning a percentage, okay. If I would tell you, because I'm not an absolutist, as you know, 
So, like, if you would have asked me, like, what's the chance that they would have beat Phoenix in a series? I probably would have said, you know, a week or two ago, I don't know, like 5 10% maybe. And now, instead of 5 or 10 maybe I'm like at 15 or 20 I'm at like 11.75. Okay. So I'm a little we're less. Not, we're not but it's, that but far it's, off. But it's, it's trending upward. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's trending there, upwards. There is no doubt that we all ride the emotional roller coaster together, and when they're terrible, we think they're done, they're toast. Please don't even make the play-in game. Let's yeah. just end this misery. And when yeah. they win a couple of games, we all get caught up in the they could still actually do something mentality. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of trying to reserve like my excitement for that because I'm not really sure I'm buying it yet, but I could be swayed super easy. Clearly, we know that's the case. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, ride the emotional roller coaster, man. I, I mean, you were in a romper tomorrow. Or tomorrow night, I'm showing up at the Laker game in a romper. It's true. Okay. So there's that. All right, coming up next, the QB carousel is on in the NFL. A lot of quarterbacks have moved more than ever, really, in a given offseason. Is there a Matthew Stafford in the mix? Plus, Kenley Jansen's gone, what it means for the Dodgers, and what it means for Kenley. We'll get into that as well. Stick around. We're back in about three minutes here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is Sedano and Cap, your Tuesday afternoon live imaging Tuesday. Yeah. On this day back in 1980, the number one hit, Pink Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you guys, I'm just going to tell you straight out, because you know I love you. After that last segment, I had to get another cup of coffee. I was dozing in here. Let's pick really? it up a little bit, Cap. Really? Yeah. It's after yeah, you drive in Los Angeles. Well, what do you want me yeah. to tell you? You want me, you want me to sing this Where song? Where did it go sideways, Christopher? Was I felt like Daddy I Yankee? ran into a brick after that segment. Really? Was, was it because there was too much Laker talk? I think so. Or was yeah. it the Daddy Yankee stuff? I think we could have gone. I think we could do a new format, all Daddy Yankee, and that would have been better than that last segment. Daddy Yankee. I mean, I don't mean to be the voice of reason here. Daddy Yankee. That's what I said. But I was snoo. Uh, producer Lindsay had to come in here and go wake up, Chris. And I said, "Wake me up before you go, girl." Anyway, that's a different. Oh, jeez, just stop. tomorrow is National Crunchy Taco Day. Oh, I don't like a crunchy taco. Oh. I gotta be honest. You gotta go to Henry's Tacos in Studio City, what? right there. Of a, the, the best crunchy taco you will ever have. Trust Get me. Get out of here. Trust me. It's what's an your problem old, with a crunchy taco. What's I enjoy a crunchy taco. I like you a don't? crunchy taco too. Who doesn't? I Apparently, feel like that's, for, that's like, like that's like gringo tacos. No, you know? come on. You know, not everything has to be that way. I'm you can saying. enjoy a traditional taco, and Lauda, you can enjoy a crunchy taco. Lauda is the uh, arbiter on this, <laughs> is what I would say. Depende. It all depends what kind of crunchy taco. Don't pretend taco. you've never had a crunchy taco I, but, in your life. Perate. No, no, no. But if I have, like, uh, now, it, now are you talking about crunchy? Oh, yesterday was crunchy taco. No, they're Sorry, just yesterday. talking about Taco Bell tacos. No, 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 no. Like no, no. taco dorado? Like, you know, no, no, taco no, dorado is not, but I don't consider that crunchy taco. No, me neither. But does it crunch in your right, mouth? that's the question. Yeah, pero es un taco but it's because it's But if it crunches in your mouth, it's a crunchy taco. A hard taco or a soft taco, right? Yes. Taco dorado is a soft soft shell that gets fried up a yes. little bit now a crunchy taco what you're talking about 
is the shell that that is like that that's like a tortilla chip is what you're referring. Well, that's to. Right. different. But if they if they fry the shell to where it gets crispy, that's, that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's taco, that, taco dorado is fine. So, okay, but cr- Tito's Tacos in Culver City. A lot of people give them a lot of shade, but you also can't get in there on any day. It's packed, that's true. so it must be working. That's is that a crunchy taco? It's a it's a destination in LA. But is it a so. crunchy taco? It's a destination in LA. It's a crunchy taco. It's right. A destination. Just, they don't I mean, ever take look, L's. Chris. Tacos they never take L's, dude. Is, is the way no, they don't. No, they no. Were, especially uh, when they team up like this. Right. Like they're they Bam refused. Bam Bigelow with uh, the tag uh, team champions. Now yep. uh, coming uh, after little, us. Now, <laughs> if you're having like birria tacos, <laughs> Ooh, with the, so well, remember, Cap doesn't know what that is. Well, I found out what it is, and I've tried it subsequently. Yeah, I do know now. I had it once, and recently, I think I had it a long time ago, but. I had it once, and it was like it was amazing, but it was like a truck hit me, and I was down <laughs> for the count for two hours. Oh no, yeah, you got to yeah. take a nap after. Oh that. my gosh, yeah. Yeah. there's no so question. Good, so you good. have birria, you gotta you gotta take a nap. Con el consomme, and you did. Yeah. Oh, oh, Laura, mm-hmm. I had consomme uh, yesterday morning. Uh huh. I swear to you, I'm at this little teeny tiny restaurant. Cap, what is it again? Consomme is that how you say it? Consomme. I don't yeah, know. That's man. good. That's good. You yes, actually were pretty good. I, I don't know. Was, that's but, a good job, Cap. That's a good job. I don't that think that good. you guys I'm, should make fun of them for trying. I That's know. That was good. But but the, but they brought out the consomme. I didn't ask for it. They brought it out because so it was good. just one chef and one person yeah. running the restaurant. Two people working. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And we were the only two people there. They brought it out. It was delicious. Amazing. But, Laura, in my, in my head, I could hear you saying, un burrito. Because in uh. Mexico, <laughs> a burrito is not like a burrito in America. Like, no. Really, it's just like they take some meat. They wrap it up. It's just a flour tortilla. That's it. And I could just, the whole trip, I could hear you saying, un burrito, un burrito. I must have said it 5,000 times. <laughs> I'm sure Rachel good. loved it. If, if yeah. Laura was there, she'd be saying more like un tequila the whole there time. Was, wait, Maybe. Laura, th- Laura, there were a couple times, I swear to you, I'm not joking, where I almost called you. And I was Should like, I'm oh, an, Rachel uh, would never have allowed no, that. No, no, I was going to call Laura. I was going to go, Laura, I need you to speak to who I'm speaking to. And it's, I'm, it's not working for me. Can you please do this for me? I was I so close several you times. Rachel's like, Scott, why do I see your phone out? Oh, yeah. Damn. That's not allowed on vacation. Yeah. She even told me before we left, she goes, my goal is to get you and your best friend separated for just a little while. Best friend Whoa. being my she phone. She said that? Yeah. Wow. Did she lock it in the hotel safe? No. No, I was allowed to carry it. But the big question <laughs> is, will. Allowed. Wow. It's Bro. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway, will she be in attendance? I hope so, because I think I want to do Keyshawn and I will do live therapy on stage at the 710 Mandy Awards, which we've rescheduled for Friday, June 24th, officially now at the Quiet Cannon in Montebello. Now, part of this is, even though we're going to be broadcasting all day long, pre-show, all that, I want everyone's spouses, because they're bits of the show, to be in attendance. And we'll get them car service. We'll figure out what we ever have, whatever we have to do to get Rachel in the house, sitting next to you, okay, glaring at everybody. Well, don't talk to my man. Yeah, I've already told her. I said, Don't hey. look at my man. <laughs> I told her. I said, put it on your calendar. My man. <laughs> June 24th. It's a Friday, right? I said, hey, put it on your calendar. We're going to be It's walking. a Friday? I don't do we not have a show that day? No, no. No, on. we do. We're, we have shows all day long live. We're going to figure out how we do the afternoon show exactly, yeah. but we got to figure that out. I told her. But we'll be broadcasting the pre-show, and then we'll, we'll, we will tell. We will well, are you doing like a red carpet? Like a red carpet show? Total red carpet. And then we'll bring the spouses in on some sort of Wait a second, but are we going to be inside? Because, you know, it's going to be a hot red carpet, bro. You know what I'm saying? How is it always something with you? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's three months away. We'll get you It's going to be like 95 degrees, <laughs> and you want me in a suit. We're going to have hospitality no, no, suites. There will be a way for you to change, to freshen up, put yeah. on a little powder makeup. 
Hey, not a black tux, a light blue tux, like Magic was wearing last night in winning time. Or I Yo, winning night. time was out of control Crazy. Yesterday. That was like, awesome. That was a great well, episode. You were talking about when he went to the movie premiere. You, I felt like you were more into uh, what he did after the movie premiere. Oh, dude, in a big way. <laughs> and, then the, and then the guilt that Magic was feeling when he was talking to Cookie on the phone. Yeah, I when mean, he called his mom. Did yeah. you watch that episode with Rachel? I did not. Because I, I would imagine during that Magic scene, she would be like, Scott, what are you watching? What are you no. looking at? No, Turn no, that no. off. No, no. I was watching this solo last night. Oh, is that what you like, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want to do? Sit down on the couch. Go do it then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'll tell you, that last night's episode, for anybody that's watching Winning Time, no spoiler Ooh. alert here, but I will just say Crazy. this. From an artistic standpoint, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, got, I appreciate great art, you know. Yeah. From an artistic standpoint, they could have changed the language that was used back then to be more politically correct and in line with the audience today. But they did not. But the way they chose to use the language of then, acceptable yeah. language then, I thought was... Well, it wasn't all acceptable. They were just It was just the way that people spoke, whether right. it was in private or not. When but, I yeah. say acceptable, I mean people spoke that way, you know? Right. And yeah. today, those words don't get used anymore. Right. But I thought from a creative standpoint, the fact that they gave you the the verbiage of the era, I thought it was really well done last night. Really well yeah. done. By the way, Red Arbach, um, man, what a what a distasteful, disdainful character. I, I think they did they did such a good job with that character. I'm trying to think of what he was doing in, in the. Do you remember episode. when Jerry Buss went to the dinner with him and he just like he basically like mocked him openly to him? Oh, like, yeah. I was thinking. Uh, I I was wondering what you thought and what a lot of people thought of the way Chip that was Curran, actually episode two. Not that's three, what I but, thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but shout out to my man Spencer Garrett, who's the actor who plays Chick Hearn. Yeah, I thought he did a great job because I know he worked really really hard trying to like get mannerisms and tonality and yeah. language and he worked hard on this so shout out spencer i know you're out there listening dude you know why i know that george why he sent you a dm on twitter because just like al michaels right gavin newsom gavin newsom yeah. and other major Canelo. a-list caliber celebrities canelo alvarez precisely yeah. Yeah. these people tweet me or text me all show long spencer garrett being one of them he's playing chick hearn right now in winning time yeah so yeah, I think that the casting has been really good in general. And I, look, I know people are like, oh, it's not real. and They're not doing it. They're Jerry West. Like, I get it. I love Jerry West, okay? But it's a show. It's a dramatization, okay? It's not, not all of it. It's not a documentary. But on the other hand, can I say one thing, which is this? Remember, before But it is this... based loosely on all these things that actually happened. Yes. Right. But, but remember before it all started – and there was talk about how Jeannie Buss didn't like it and, you know, they're, right. they're not happy about it and all this yeah. other kind of stuff. John C. Riley was at a Laker game when I, that I did not that long ago, right before it started. By the way, he is killing it as Jerry Buss. I think so John C. Riley is killing it. So good. But seriously, like, these are real people, and they are alive. And Well, not all of them. But not a, but, but the dramatization or the, the liberty with which they, you know, play these characters. I mean, listen, if you're magic... You don't want. You don't even want to watch episode three. Oh no 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 no. Well, that's why Magic is saying. Magic already said. Oh, I'm doing my own document, which he is. He has a documentary coming out. 
Um, and that's where he's kind of put his focus on. Yeah. But, yeah, of course you don't want that stuff out there. But we all know that stuff was out there. Like, right. that stuff had, was out there way before this dramatization of it. And, yeah. So. I know, but it's just perpetuating. The um, stuff we it, had already previously right. learned. And right. a new audience is learning it for the first time. Right. right. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the, I, I, so far, episode one, good. Episode two, pretty good. Episode, episode three. three out, out of control. control. <laughs> out of control. Like, out of control. Seriously. All right. All right. We didn't get to Kenley James. Right, look, let's just do a real quick thing on Kenley. Yeah, and we also didn't get to quarterbacks. No, we'll get to that. I know you want to talk about the NFL. I do. I do. The, the, uh, yeah, Rachel didn't let you talk about the NFL, I'm assuming, right. while you were gone. The whole weekend, I wasn't allowed to talk quarterbacks. Yeah. So, Kenley Jansen, mm-hmm. sad that he's gone, or do you understand it? I completely understand it. And, and I understand it from his perspective as well. Yeah. You know, what he wanted, what the Dodgers were willing to give. The Dodgers, sometimes you just got to be realistic about who these guys are, no matter how nostalgic you may be. And But I also got to say, I love the story of why Kenley decided to go to Atlanta and how, you know, guys who played for the Braves were his heroes as young kids. You know, and he's put out a bunch of stuff on social media of him wearing Braves uniforms as a little kid. So, you know, I just feel like it worked out for both parties. Yeah, look. Breaking up is never easy to do, as you'll find out when Rachel breaks up with you, apparently. Sometimes it makes a general manager cry. Yeah, right. As Freddie Freeman's old general manager in uh, Atlanta has uh, reiterated multiple times that he cried. But it's I I do think it's best for both parties at this point because Kenley got to leave what I thought on what, what was a high note for him. I thought he had a bounce back season, even though. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to be the guy who reigns on the parade, but I feel like, you know, he kind of got away with a bunch of stuff during the season. Like, just just really good luck in a lot of those spots because his, his walks were up and there's a lot more contact on the ball than there was previously. But perhaps he's learned that he can pitch that way. I just don't know if that's a recipe for success. And I believe that Andrew Friedman b- thinks the way I think, or <laughs> let's reiterate that. I think the way Andrew Friedman thinks, or we think alike in this particular scenario. And, you know, I caught, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, 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 a broken clock is wrong uh, or right twice a day, right? So that, that's my uh, relationship Wait. with Andrew Friedman because he's Whoa. way smarter than me. But. Whoa, that, was, that confused the hell out of me because I don't a really have a clock. A broken clock is right twice a day. Or a watch because I used my phone and uh, did it break? I'm just, I got confused. Keep going. Okay. Anyway. I, I think Andrew Friedman sees the thing I was talking about last season. Is that fair? Probably. Yeah. The, I mean, listen, you told us last year from, like, the 35th row, you were able to see. No, no, no. Not 35th row, bro. What'd you say? Like, 6th row or 7th okay. row. Okay. You were able to see that Kenley Jansen doesn't have the control on the ball. I mean, anymore. I was basically back there with the radar gun. You know, what are you talking about? All right. Like, well, that was real. Not like you with Gavin Newsom and, like, Al Michaels. You're talking about not real. What, the next thing you're going to tell me is that my picture of me and Canelo Alvarez are photoshopped. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you got an orca. <laughs> you got a killer whale in, <laughs> in midair. Girlfriend. Come on. This guy. <laughs> I mean, what look, are we doing here? I think that you're right, though, that Andrew Friedman probably was like, look, we'd love to have Kenley Jansen. We really would. But at but, a number. But yeah. we're not really sure what he is. Like, he can be really good, and he yeah. can be not really good at times. Yeah. And you know what? We're taking a risk, you know, with, with Clayton Kershaw, and and you know, there's our nostalgia. We, we yeah. can't have them both. It's one or the other. Yeah. And we All showed right. Clayton. Radio Tinder next three and a half minutes. Let's go.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Journey in Toto. That sounds like a Scott Kaplan concert if there ever has been one. It is 5.30 in the Southland. A little after 5.30. When you hear the Hill Street Blues theme song, you know what it's time for. It's Lindsay's new favorite song. It is time for Radio Tinder. Of course, you can follow producer Lindsay at Lindsay Baseball on Instagram and Twitter. Are you ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. I'm just rocking out to this awesome music. Was this a TV show? Anyway, take it away, producer Lindsay. I wish that it had more like of a beat to it, so I could do the cap. Like, uh. Well, here comes uh. the drop. Oh, there was a drop right there. Uh. Oh, I missed it. Dune, dune, dune. Uh. Dune, dune, dune. I don't know if it has the same. It doesn't have the same effect. You know? <laughs> oh. I understand, though. I know when you want to feel it. I got you, Lindsay. Feeling it, feeling it. All right. So speaking of swipe feeling left. It. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. As we all saw, Arizona escaped with an 85-80 win in overtime over TCU in the second round of the NCAA tournament on Sunday night. But a lot of people were not pleased with how the Wildcats players handled the team's postgame celebration. So rather than celebrating with their team and their bench, Wildcat players immediately ran over to the TCU fan base, waving goodbye and blowing kisses, just totally rubbing it in their faces. Do you guys have an issue with how Arizona players acted after their overtime win? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left and say that it doesn't show me um, a lot of good sportsmanship out of the team. Now, I'll, I'm going to have to be transparent here. So you here. do have an issue, so you'd be swiping right. Yes, I'm going to swipe right. Thank you. Um, i got to say, though, I didn't see it. I've read about it, but I actually didn't see it. Do we know, is there something going on during the game or there taunting things being said or, you know, maybe the TCU fan base was really, really loud or getting on a particular player? But either way, that's not very good sportsmanship out of Arizona. I think it had more to do with the fact that, like, it, everyone thought they were going to upset them, the game was over, and then at the Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to s- swipe right i guess on this like i don't care that arizona rubbed in their face or whatever and just like it, they're kids man like they're having a good time they're playing a game it happens i don't care like i just it, this it's not like they're like children like children kids like i can understand if this is a youth league you have an issue with it but these kids well who has are, the problem with it the tcu fans or the arizona fans i think I mean, people, people in, in general, general you know yeah. always oh, like there's always somebody it. upset everybody's about so it uptight. Something. i know everybody's yeah. so uptight about everything but Wait. here's what I would say. Arizona got lucky that they won that game because on the final play of regulation, they absolutely fouled TCU at the midcourt line uh, and and didn't get – like literally the, the announcer, Lisa Bingington, who did the game, said no call. Like she was surprised. Like, whoa. Like they knocked the dude over basically and didn't get a call. And I get it. Some refs swallow their whistle. But that was as an, as an egregious, a non-call as I saw the entire weekend. So they did get lucky that that was the case. Well, I'm just going to tell you that on Sunday night, Rachel did not allow me to watch the NCAA basketball tournament. <laughs> I, I, did she allow you to watch any of it at all? <laughs> I had to sneak away. I'm going to be back. I'm going to the bathroom really quick. And then I would go into the bathroom and I'd get on Wi-Fi and I'd take a look. Oh, is that what you like, Scott? <laughs> 
You'd rather be watching TCU in Arizona rather than hanging out with me? Would you just yes, tell her you had bathroom issues or something because you kept running to the toilet? Look, I got to go, go back to the bathroom. Something's not sitting well with my stomach. I think it was the ceviche. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you got to <laughs> hey, do what you got to do, right? Yeah. All right, what's next? All right, so Mark Hamill, famous for playing Star Wars hero Luke Skywalker, celebrated securing the Twitter handle at Mark Hamill over the weekend. After almost 10 years of using the Twitter handle Hamill himself, that was it, at Hamill himself, he was finally given ownership of the handle with his actual name, at Mark Hamill. So he's very popular on Twitter, and he's known for interacting with fans. And he was able to carry over his nearly 5 million followers. Hamill said that when he joined Twitter in May of 2011, someone not named Mark Hamill was already using his name. So should Twitter have taken away the at Mark Hamill Twitter account and given it to the actual Mark Hamill? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. I'm going to swipe right on that. I mean, the idea is to give it to the person who is the person people would be most interested in interacting with. Uh, this isn't some sort of, uh, you know, meritocracy where it's like, I got there first, so I'm going to claim it. And especially if the guy's name was not Mark Hamill. Like, that's kind of – he's literally squatting on it to see if he can get some money like people do with websites. So, um, look, I, I, I've been there. I used – I couldn't get George at George Sedano on Twitter. Eventually, I was able to get at Sedano because the person had been inactive for years. Um, so how did you get it? What did you have to do? Well, the people at ESPN handled it for me. Oh, okay. Me. Yeah, and then they were able to get it for me, and I, go, I got that. And Because I used to have at Sedano ESPN, and I wanted at least at Sedano if I couldn't get my full name. So I settled on that, and I actually like it better because then people were making jokes like, who are you, Beyonce, Madonna? Like you're just a one-name <laughs> person. Um, so I kind of think that's funny. So I like that. I'm going to swipe left here and say that um, I don't have a problem with somebody taking a celebrity's name. What I do have a problem with is that Twitter didn't put controls in place to make you verify who you actually are at the very beginning. And that's why this stuff even happens. So... Yeah, but who knew like when Twitter first came out like in 2011? Well, who knew who could have known that this was going to be an issue, you know? Now you say 2011, but I want to tell you that I think are you sure it's 2011? That's when that's when no, Twitter came out I think in 2007 or 8. No, or maybe 6 even, but Mark Hamill said that when he first joined Twitter in 2011, somebody had that ha- that handle yeah, that well, wasn't he's named late Mark to the Hamill. Party, you know, I mean, right? Listen, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. So, like, when I got my Twitter handle in 2009, and I just did it because I was like, okay, everybody's talking about this thing, Twitter. I guess I better see if I can get my name, and I have my name. You know how many Scott Kaplan's there are in the world? Oh, Thousands. Probably a ton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the at Scott Kaplan on Twitter and on Instagram. I only did it because I thought. All right, I'll go do it. I got, like, my kids' names on all their Twitter handles because I just told them, I go, hey, we should just get your names before somebody else has your name. Somebody else who actually has your name, get your name. So Mark Hamill was late to the party. That's his problem. He has to come up with a different handle. I think it's crazy that he spent 10 years fighting Twitter to get the rights to the name. Like, how did that take, first of all, if Sedano was able to do it with some, you know, probably some people sending some emails at ESPN, it's crazy that Mark Hamill would have to go through, you know, it took him 10 years. He said he's been doing this for 10 years. He's been trying to get it back. That's crazy. Mm, yeah. And then the other thing is, I think you're right. Like, people have the, it's it's a social media platform. People have the right to just go on, sign up, and make whatever they want to be their name. Now, 
I understand the whole verification thing and right. you know that that process and the check mark and everything, but like the handle itself, I don't I don't know if there people have technically should have ownership over it. Yeah, if you're verified, it should be yours. Like you should be able to get your name. Hence I'm, the verification part. I'm pretty sure that Mason paid somebody to get a certain it might have been his TikTok name because, you know, he wanted Venice Mace on all of his platforms. I'm pretty sure he paid somebody like 500 bucks to get Venice Mace on that's TikTok. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. I yeah. mean, you 500 know, bucks. I mean, good Lord. No, I mean, I, that's why my Instagram is different at George Sedano ESPN because I, I don't care like enough to do that. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't care either. But you know how it goes. Like sometimes you have a website and you're like, why can't I get that website? And then somebody's just sitting on it. And right. You go, hey, and you have to pay for that? it. Oh, and and oftentimes it's right. Like but a website is not your is not is not your again. It, no one's trying to interact with you in, in social media is the idea of social media is to be able to interact with the actual person you're looking for. Yeah, well, Mark Hamill should have gotten to Twitter earlier. Late to the party, okay. Luke. Right. I'm with you, Luke. Not these two, <laughs> clearly. All right, what, what do you got? All right, so last one here. Deshaun Watson, you know, this was a stunning trade to the Browns that became official on Sunday after the Pro Bowl quarterback agreed or initially said that he wasn't going to come to Cleveland. So you guys, you know, we saw the text. Sedano sent me a text like, bingo, as soon as the move was announced. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I still think it's crazy. But the Browns, they're taking a lot of heat for bringing in Watson with his legal baggage as he was accused by 22 women of sexual harassment or assault, but the team feels comfortable with its decision to trade for him. A lot of people are saying the Browns sold their soul to the devil to acquire a winning quarterback. If your team was in the Browns situation, would you want Deshaun Watson on your team? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to have to admit this, everybody. I'm going to swipe right. Um, look, I think Deshaun Watson is probably looking at a four to six game suspension this year. Um, and I think the Browns knew that, but I don't think the Browns were playing for this year. I think they were playing the long game and I think they're looking around the rest of the AFC and they're saying this is a top or what their scouting department says. This is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Well, we can follow the Rams strategy, not have first round draft choices the next few years and not have to pay unproven players when we know what we're getting in this guy, and once these legal troubles are past him, presuming that they're going to get past him, they're going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, at least based on what he's done thus far. So I know it sounds like selling your soul, but the legal system said that he's he was not found guilty of any crime. Now, there's a civil case against him, and that might change things. But I, I just, listen, I, I'm still suspicious about the whole story from the beginning. So I, I, I would, if I were a Browns fan, I'd be pretty happy about this move. Distasteful as it may be. Uh, are you, is it my turn? Yep. Go, <laughs> go ahead, Sedano. Yeah, uh, I am swiping left on this. First of all, the Cleveland Browns should be ashamed of themselves on this particular aspect of it. They went out and put out this statement about they obviously care about women and, and, the, and that, that they – they did their due diligence and all this, and they sought out this person and that person. And according to the attorney of all these women, they're saying that's a bunch of crap. So let's start with that. Let's start with number two. One thing is to say what you said, Cap. I'm willing to compartmentalize. I get that. It's sports. It's a business. The NFL particularly has gone down this path numerous times. This isn't a surprise. But what the Cleveland Browns did was make this way worse okay and give themselves some culpability in this by doing what they did with his contract what they did to his contract was complete bs 
So if he does get suspended for whatever amount of games he gets suspended, it's going to come out of this next season's paycheck. So what did they do? They guaranteed him $200 million or whatever the hell it was. And they made his base salary for this year a million dollars. So basically, for every game he's only he's only gonna he gets suspended, he's only gonna lose fifty seven grand. You're literally telling someone who may not have done anything that was considered a criminal act, but clearly twenty two people ain't lying. Okay, you know what I mean? Like something is up there, is what I would say. It's fair to at least say that. Okay, and you're telling me that you are. Basically telling him, you're letting him skate in that situation where there are no repercussions for him. That's a bunch of crap. So, you know, one thing is to say, oh, Deshaun Watson, I'm not in on him, clearly. But now I'm not in on the Browns either. Not because they, they went after Deshaun Watson and traded for him, but because they made it easier for him to move past all of this and, and move past any potential ramifications from the league. That's a bunch of bull crap. Okay, but I, I do have to point out here that everyone, you know, the the legal system is in play here, and legally, he was not convicted of any crime. I understand that, Lindsay, but you don't have to be convicted of a crime to be suspended by the National Football League. I, that part I understand, but I think the fact that, like, you're saying that the Browns structured their contract, like, the way they did it allows him to skate. But he, It does! Sure, but again, like, he, according to the legal system, he, he didn't do a, he okay, didn't wait. commit a crime. So, so wait, what does his contract right, but that, have Those to are do two different it? conversations. Right, right, so exactly. So but what my is, point is that, is that the, 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 the Cleveland Browns aided him in this situation because they're like, oh, Deshaun, don't worry. We'll take care of you. You won't even lose that much money because you're going to get suspended and it's fine. We'll deal with that, but we'll we'll let your bank account be okay on this. Well, let me like, just ask crap. everybody a question, but here's a question, though. If you feel the way you feel about Deshaun Watson, hey, he wasn't found guilty of a crime. He may have done something. There's 22 women that say he did some things. If you feel that way about Deshaun Watson... Are you consistent, and do you feel that same way about Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I've never said Trevor Bauer should play. <laughs> so, I know. And, 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 and by and the way, I don't believe he's getting paid either, right? I could be wrong. but He's not. He's on so, the, I think he's on the commissioner. Him being on the exempt list or whatever, the commissioner's list, I don't think they're getting paid. I'm pretty I sure. I could be paid, wrong. I thought he got paid last year. Let me year, look. I'll look Trevor it up because I'm not sure. I, I don't. I, and by the way, if he didn't get paid, I'd be fine with that too. Well, of course. But if he did get paid, you'd be like, wow, they had to pay him given everything that he did? And, and right. even though and, he's he's not, like, going to jail for it, he obviously did it. I mean, I, now we, I, we see evidence. Well, we don't know if he obviously did anything, so let's not do that. Because that's still a you criminal don't? investigation that's, being, that's open at the moment. Really? So let, let's not do that. Oh, I thought it was over. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, to my knowledge, it's not. It's still, it's still open, to my knowledge. So let's, let's, let's backtrack on that a little bit. I'm not, I mean, listen, dude. Trevor Bauer's criminal case is closed because the prosecutors determined they could not prove the accusations against him beyond a reasonable doubt particularly because he says everything was fully consensual. I mean, George, the thing is, is this. I, I mean, honestly, feel. Cap, it, uh, yeah. seriously. Okay, like, l- let's be real here. You don't think the Cleveland Browns made life a lot easier for him? Of course they did. What your, your point is very well made. The Cleveland Browns, this is what I said, they're playing the long game. In this first year, they know he's going to be suspended. And so what they're saying to him is, hey, you'll make all your money in years two, three, four, and five, where we're guaranteeing all this money for you. I understand why it comes off as very distasteful. See, I actually look at it from a lot of different perspectives, which is, dude, they drafted a quarterback number one overall, and they gave up on this guy before his rookie contract's even over. 
and and they gave up on Baker Mayfield, which is fine. I know a lot of people don't think he's very good, but they gave up on him for a guy who's got all these troubles for all this money. I mean, it's a very, very complicated story with many layers to it. It is. I just think the Browns, what they did was bull crap. Forget I don't it's less about the the trading for him. Somebody was going to deal for him. But you you make it easier on him? That's just nonsense to me. That's nonsense. Anyway. Yeah, it's 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 a I know this story it rubs people the wrong way for sure and and again if you feel like hey, well Deshaun Watson was not found guilty of any crime, he should be able to go back and play. Right, but he's still going to get suspended by the league is the right. point. But but probably only for like four to six games. Okay, really? that's still something. So oh, it is. It's it, significant. What his salary this year? He would have lost four to six games. I mean, that's what a, a quarter of his salary, maybe more. He was making what like twenty something million dollars this think year. Think about think about what they've done with this contract to get him to go from I'm not coming to Cleveland to okay, I'll come to Cleveland. That's it, why he decided to go to Cleveland. Of they, course, because no other team was money. willing to do what the Cleveland did. Cleveland sure, but what's was willing wrong with that? to go to the wall. What do you mean, what's wrong with that, the fa- I mean, the fact that they were willing to arrange his contract in such a way to get them to come and play for Cleveland. I mean, listen, if you if, if, uh, listen, if you are okay with it, I, I'm just telling you. Well, I don't I'm know. I don't, I'm like, wow. I don't like, know if I'm okay with it because wow. I don't know if, like, I, I mean, the fact that, like, you just said, like, compartment. To, whatever, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize, whatever the word is. Oh, that needs to be a drop. Compartmentalize. <laughs> I, don't, I still can't <laughs> say it. Just like with like people who root for Floyd Mayweather when he's boxing. There's people who rooted for, you know, the Steelers fans. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. He was, you know, I don't need to say other names, you know, in pro sports here that have been accused of Others similar crimes. Cleveland. Right. That it's... It's not just Cleveland. It's all over sports. Like, the league, especially the NFL, I feel, is riddled with criminals who are accused of things like this. We're in 100% agreement on that. I just said somebody was going to trade for him, so I get the Browns trading for him. But don't facilitate this and make it easier on dealing with whatever ramifications come of it. Well, that's how they got him. That's Bush League, But again, uh, if the ramifications are based on these accusations that a court of law found not to be true so no no really no no, no they like didn't no they didn't too, they did the not find him to be true they just not they didn't find it they didn't enough find him to guilty to indict him right mm-hmm. correct that's mm-hmm. different right it's different so i i understand that but i'm just saying like i'm conflicted as a browns fan because obviously from a football strictly football perspective this is awesome like the browns haven't had a good quarterback ever like since bernie kozar if you ask me like Baker Mayfield was a mediocre player who's just not he was never going to get the job done. So I'm really excited about having Deshaun Watson from a football standpoint, but like the moral thing has me thinking like I don't know, like it's kind of gross and I but You're I don't a know slimy, what, don't you? Right, but at the same time like I don't somebody know. I don't know how to him. feel. Somebody was going to get him, right. somebody was going to pay him and somebody was going right. to play him. If they weren't going to do it it would have been another team. So if it's my team, how do I feel? I don't know. Okay. Mm. And that's fine to not know. I'm not saying that you should know. I'm just saying that what the Browns did specifically with the contract is a bunch of crap. Well, because somebody was going to get him. You're right. I mean, they, I mean, obviously they did it. I mean, look here. Here's the deal. It dude. was the only way to entice him, and that's. Right. I mean, you're making a deal. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, right? Like you're making a deal with the devil, basically. There. Such a shame, doing. too, because by all accounts, I mean, prior to this, this kid was known or was seen and perceived as a really nice guy. You know, well, not not you know, not perception isn't always reality. By the right? way, uh, according to Alan Sleewa's Murphy bet on Twitter, Bauer is still getting paid. He's he getting, is. I'm yeah. looking at it here. He did, get, but he got a lump sum from the Dodgers. He had one of those contracts that has like a lump sum at the beginning. But yeah, yes, yeah, he yeah. is still still getting paid because that's what the union in Major League Baseball has allowed them to do. Right, because he was on leave. He wasn't technically suspended. Correct. 
Um, all right, that is Radio Tinder. That went really long. But, Chris, no, if you have it. a rejoin, go ahead and do it. Oh, anyway. let's play it because i, I got to leave at 6, so I'm oh, okay. doing two hours. Where are you going? i, I got to go for a walk, and then i go going to Kazunori. Eat more bacon. No, you actually, know? tonight no, no, is Kazunori have, night. You have the, a bunch of greens? The, or be- what, oh, so, I, so the best Chris, hand rolls. The best hand rolls in the city are at Kazunori. All right, so do your rejoin now. Well, like, stand by. We're, we're, we're letting Producer Warren get it loaded up like okay. the old days. We're queuing up the turntable. Okay. Meanwhile, the hey. Browns fans are gut. Let me tell you something about that. I went all in on the Baker Mayfield. Remember back on the morning show, yeah. we used to call him the headband? You oh, like yeah. here we go. This is, is my this song, the Baker Mayfield, damn it. On this day in 1991, the number one hit, Timmy T. Oh, Timmy T. One more try. This song was a huge hit. Huge. Without you. God, I don't think I've heard it since 1991. Give me one more try. Oh, yeah. Sing it, Sedano. Sing it. Oh, come on. Time since I left you. Come on, man. Timmy T. Laura, Laura's making me break when Timmy T is on. You can sweep a little bit for Timmy T. Just a few seconds. You can sweep. <laughs> Especially after all Y'all that Baker really Mayfield get me talk. Fired. <laughs> don't worry, you won't get fired. I thought you don't work for ESPN anymore. I know, that's what I thought too. You know, it happens every other day. Let me just leave you with this before I leave. Seven ten. Oh, and okay, now that we found each other. See, he's feeling it now. Oh, is that it? Seven ten awards.net. One more try. Go ahead, Chris. Give it Go one and more vote. try. Vote for Sonato and Cap. Yeah. Vote for Producer you. Laura and Producer Lindsay. One more try. Not he against didn't each other, the by the way. Pause, Christopher. I like a hard pause. Living all these lonely nights Impressive, without George. you. Impressive, the recollection of the tune. It is, isn't it? Oh, baby, can we give it one more try? Oh, that's what right, you're Laura. into, Scott? Goodbye. Hit the break. <laughs> <laughs>